catches, puts up the three. Will go. Rebound Bosch. Back out to Allen. History pointer. Right, episode 12, I'm back this week. Things just feel right. Things feel like they should be. The host is back. Uh, the boys are looking a bit upset that I'm back this week. It but, smells in here. <laughs> but it does feel better because it's like I said earlier, it's to you guys off camera or, sorry, off microphone, it's like when you have the substitute teacher and you feel like you can act up a bit. If I had a dollar for every time you said off camera, <laughs> I'd be a rich man. <laughs> yeah, well, not the way your multis have been looking for us in the group. <laughs> But, no, you did well last week. Thanks, Cody, for chiming in for me, mate. You did a really good job, but uh, you're done now. So (laughs) thanks for your help, mate. Yeah, no second audition, mate. You're done. (laughs) Exactly right. uh, SC's got talent and no, they don't. So well done. Um, What have you boys been up to? Uh, I'm here with Corey and Liam. Bronson's moved to Cairns now, so yes. he's out of the, the tie uh, pants. Yeah, he's gone and seen an NBL game, as people might have seen on my story. But, um, yeah. One of the originals is done. Thank God. But anyway, good, good riddance, some would say. Uh, anyway, what have you been up to, Corey? Um, what did I do on the weekend? I I had a mate's, um, what was it, a housewarming in Melbourne, in Craigieburn. Oh, it was just a gathering, Mum. It was just a gathering. Just a gathering. I went down there and uh, accidentally went out in Melbourne. Whoops. Got home at, I don't know. Actually, I was at, at home at a respectable hour, but it's 3 34 o'clock. What did the wind pick up and blow you into revs, did it? <laughs> no, not quite. Glamorama. Glamorama. Uh, is that the Mardi Gras? Uh, no, shut up. <laughs> uh, it was a fun night, and yeah, I woke up like a daisy, and all the boys were looking a bit worse for wear, and went home, marinated on the couch on a Sunday as I do, watched a bit of footy, and went to work Monday, actually, on the public holiday. So, LT, what about you, mate? Yeah, not a great deal like most weeks, just keeping the trend going. Um, yeah, it was a good Easter long weekend. Um, plenty of chockies um, and, yeah, just heaps of footy and NBA. So Both of our good. teams didn't have plenty of chockies, that's no, for sure. No, no. Nah, fair enough, boys. Obviously, uh, I was out on protocol last week. And it was great. Yeah. Well, it wasn't great for me, but it, to be honest, yeah, a bit of a rough couple of weeks, had the surgery, then the protocol, and then... I'm off to Singapore next week, obviously, for business adventures. Um, trying to source out some people over in Singapore for the SC podcast. Hopefully, two better blokes to help me out on the, help me out on the podcast. Hopefully, can you, I can find them. Can you name anyone from Singapore? Name me one person from Singapore. Is it Dalai Lama from Singapore? <laughs> <laughs> can can I you? I don't think so. I don't any, any, no, I any sport, Any sports athletes? Mm, no. I know, I know they oh. have the F1 over there. That's that's about all I've got for you. So. No, 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 no idea. Fair enough. So let's get into it. Um, a bit happening in the sporting world at the moment. My boys, Liverpool versus Bronson's Manchester United this morning. A little 4-0 win. We'll touch on that in the next segment. But first segment, we're going to talk about the NBA for a bit. So if you're not a big NBA fan, we're going to have a bit of the AFL and all of that towards the end of the episode. But... Um, 
Let's talk about Liam's Raptors for the start. They played today in game two of their series. Mm, Liam? Or was that yesterday? It was yesterday. It was yesterday. Um, It's not looking good, is it? Let's be honest. No, well, series doesn't start till you lose at home, but pity we've only got three home games in a seven-game series. So, yeah, um, you might have two home games at best. We obviously need to win these next two if we want to push it to seven games and figure out a way to stop Embiid. Um, yeah, we need to push it to seven games. But if we drop one of these games, it's it's all over. What is it? One nil. Two nil. Two nil. Sorry. Yeah, and they've smoked us in both as well. Not yeah. so much smoked us, but it's been like twenty points is a smoking. But oh, yeah. we haven't. It hasn't blown out to forty points or thirty-five points or anything. But we can't get within say thirteen or fourteen points of them at our best. So Embiid hasn't been massive too. Like he's been solid, a good contributor. But you got blokes like Maxi with thirty-eight yeah. the other day. Um, no, yeah. We're putting lots of pressure on Embiid. It's going to open up for Maxi and Harris yeah. and all those other guys because we've got nothing to stop Embiid. So we have to throw two or three at him. Perimeter is going to be open. Didn't, so didn't Dar- uh, didn't Danny Green have a good one? A couple uh, was yeah, it the first game? No, second game. He second played. Game. He played well. Was it like six Who? threes? Yeah, 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 yeah. The boxer from Australia. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, so give us a probability. So what you're down to zip? Yep. Give us a probability of you winning the series and also probability of you winning a game. Uh, probability of winning a game, I would say, would be about 35%. Yep. Probability of winning the series is about 3%, I reckon. Yeah, yeah. I reckon we'd be paying about $21 to win this series. Yeah. Um, but and look, rest. yeah, so we need a superstar. That's as simple as it can be at Toronto. Um, it's a good team without anybody being you know, fantastic. Yeah, there's talk of Pascal maybe being on NBA third team, but even then I I wouldn't think so. At the start of the year though, if we had said to you you finished fifth seed in the East, you would have been pumped for that. Yeah, I wouldn't even thought we would have finished in the playoffs or the play ins this year. No. Coming off last year we were terrible. Well not terrible, but you know, we had to play all our games in Tampa. So not one home game, not one home court advantage, but you know, to finish fifth is a good good effort, but I would like to see at least try and get two games in this series. I would, you know, but I don't see it happening at this current point. Um, Miami and Atlanta played yeah. today. Yep. So I, I see, I see the brooms from the janitors covered coming out for that one. <laughs> yeah, heater. They're two zip up again. Series doesn't start till you lose at home. So if Atlanta want to do anything, they need to win these next two home games. Is it always? Two at home, two away, then one and one and one. Yes. Is that it, the way it, it is? It used to be two, three, two. Used to be two for the top seed and then three away and then two back at home, I'm pretty sure. But now it's now it's two, 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 two. one, one, one. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's obviously the highest seed probably deserves the, the home court advantage. Yeah. But when you're down two zip away. Trey's been oh, he's been shooting pretty shit, hasn't he? Yeah, he hasn't been. He did up well. Those. He did well to get him in. I remember oh, watching yeah. that game to get him in. He was awesome. But yeah. yeah, different kettle of fish coming up against the Heat. They've got they've got good defenders there. But um, yeah, I think what is that Heat and Hawks? Yeah, you can. I don't see it going past five games. So you can basically, to be honest, you can tick Miami and Philly off for the next round. Yeah, I would think so. Yeah. Um, other games in the East, you got the Bulls and the Bucks. They've only played once, and the Celtics and the Nets have only played once. And the Celtics, they stole it, didn't they? I didn't watch yep. the end of that. They so stole that. There was a bit of a play at, towards the end in the 
dying seconds of the game, someone bricked a shot. I can't remember who it was for the Nets. Went down the other end from a timeout, and they had a bit, two or three passes between them. And uh, I don't know if you've seen the footage of KD. He was just standing on an island yeah. where, where the free throw line see was. That. Yeah. And Tatum slipped through, got the layup. He had 0.6 of a second on the shot clock, landed in. By the time it went in, buzzer beater, game over. The Nets probably really needed that win. Mm. I still think that to scare the Celtics at home, um, if Nets come out and beat them in the next game, this series is on. And Ben Simmons, the Aussie boy, they reckon is about game four or five. Geez, really? I didn't yeah, know that. So, so he's – Minutes restriction? Yeah, probably. it would be. It would have to be. It would have to be minutes restriction. But apparently he's he's done um, some physical – it started with one-on-one and yeah. then I think they said four-on-four, four, which I thought it was either three or five. But yeah. obviously that's the way they're doing it. Yeah. So if he can give you 20 good minutes of good defense and shut down Tatum. Yep. Well, that's that's exactly what they're missing. Yeah. So, but whether or not he's missed a whole season, whether or not he's a, possible to do that after having that much layoff, mm. I don't know. So the other game is the Bulls and the Bucks. Um, well, I watched that first game, <clears throat> and the Bulls, although they shot at thirty three percent as a team, they really impressed me. Like, mm. I don't think they're going to win the series by any chance, but from the way they've played, probably the last six weeks to eight weeks. They were really, really good. They, Vooch played well, I'm pretty sure. Didn't Vooch, yeah. yeah, he had 22 and 17 or something yeah. along those lines. So he was good. DeRozan and Levine were terrible shooting. So if who knows? Can, is Lonzo Ball a chance to come back or is he done? I think he's That's done. a good question. Yeah, no, I don't know that. I yeah, think I he's done, but you'd, you'd see that you, you couldn't see the Bucks losing yeah, in no. that series at all. No. Yeah. No one's um, Memphis and... Who's Memphis? T Wolves. And T Wolves. Yeah, so two zip. Yeah, no, one all. One all. T Wolves won the first. That's right. So, yeah, so they did they stole it. Memphis embarrassed them in the second one, beat them by twenty eight. Um that was today, I believe. Yeah, I watched the video. Um so I'm just gonna go and have a look at some M- scores. Morant was triple double seeking when so, I seen him last. He was twenty one, nine and ten. I don't know what he ended up with. There was a, a really good contribution from the bench in this game for Memphis. So um, Stephen Adams obviously got injured. He only played three minutes. J- Moran had 23, 9, and 10, which is good. But, you know, you probably need him for 35 in a lot of games. Yeah. But their bench, Brandon Clark, Tillman, and Williams all went for 13 points each. That Matt- Brandon Clark, sorry to interrupt. Yeah. He's an awesome off-the-bench yeah, player. That's true. They've, yeah. got a, they've got a few of those blokes at Memphis that are probably starting now that last year they were all good bench players and now they've sort of taken that next step. And then Kyle Anderson had a couple points and Tyus Jones. Tyus Jones with 10 and three assists. So they had a really good bench production in that game. Um, they played a lot of players in that game. They probably played about 13 or 14 players. So I reckon that Tyus Jones is like one of the best off the bench point guards. Yeah, well, they love his defense, I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. He's, He's been good. around since 2015. Yeah. He was picked up. He's yeah, been around, been around a while. while. Yeah. yeah. So, I don't know. I think, again, I think we said this at the start when we were looking at the playoffs. T-Wolves actually match up really well against the Grizzlies just from a – and now Stephen Adams going down as well. That's a – you That's, know, he may not put up massive numbers, but he's a – He's uh, an intimidator in the paint. You're not going to try and go up too many times against him. He's a big dude. So I think um, with him going down, um, I actually think I could see Minnesota winning this. I I was about to say that because 
Timberwolves beat the Clippers to take that spot, didn't they? Yep. So for them to take that spot, you'd rather absolutely verse them than the Suns in the first round. Yeah. Yep. That's that's the perfect matchup that Timberwolves could have asked for. There is a big chance. I reckon that goes to seven, that series. Yeah, I, I think it definitely goes to seven. Oh. Memphis are doing a really good job at, like in the first two games, Carl Anthony Towns has been almost fouled out. Well, he got fouled out in the first game, I'm pretty sure. He had five today. And he had five fouls today. So he didn't play heavy minute, like as heavy minutes as he would have liked. He so only took seven shots. Seven shots, yeah. Carl Anthony Towns, yep, and number one pick. I had him for 20 points today and he took seven shots in the multi. And, yep, that he was should be taking minimum 15 to 20 shots Absolutely. a game. The thing, the thing with that team the Timberwolves compared to the um, Grizzlies as well for me is so you had Cat had a down game to down game today. So did all of them. But then you got you usually suspect that Russell would lift or Edwards would lift and all of that. And you still got the supporting cast of like Pat Bev, Vanderbilt, all of that. They've got a really good structure around them. Whereas you look at the Grizzlies and points wise you go, okay, Morant, Desmond Bain, who's your th- who would you say is the third best player? It's hard to say. Oh, it's got to be Jaron Jackson Jr. Memphis, yeah. He was yeah. shooting the three real well today. I, was, yeah. I watched a little bit of that game, and he was just lighting it up. Yeah, defensive end and yeah, this, <clears> from so the three point. You'd line. say the Timberwolves' three best players are better than the Grizzlies' three best players. Yeah, but, oh, but on paper, probably I don't know, but performance wise, yes. Grizzlies got sixty points from the bench today. That's 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 a lot. That's, of, a, that's, that's half a their lot points, of points. just under half their points. Yeah, so. they got more depth. Yeah. Anthony Melton's good for them. Yeah. I think we just Laser. move along for that. I think that'll be a really good series. Yep. yep. Um, Warriors and Nuggets. Warriors. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yep. They might come out of the West, I think. Yeah. Yep. Imagine that Jordan Poole, like, carry off the bench. Hmm. Schmoll. Okay. Oh, Jordan Poole. Oh, he's nowhere near an all-star. You can't uh, be serious. He's been, he's been better than Wiggins for the last three months. Uh, I see in the, in the second game... Uh, Golden State put up 70 points in less than 20 minutes. So at seven-minute mark of the second quarter, they had 31 points, and at the end of the third, they were on 101. Big Jesus. That's, Big. A, that's a lot of points in 20 minutes. That's 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 three and a half. That's a three, three and a half points every minute, and they usually go at like one or one and a half. So to go at three and a half, that's, that's pretty good going. It's cooking. Big reason for them winning as well is Draymond Green being back to full fitness. And I'm not talking about his obviously offense. Like even if the Joker has 35, 15 and seven, let's say, a lot of those times they're still going to lose that game. Oh, 100%. Your next next best player is either Aaron Gordon or Will Barton averaging 15 and one of them is going to stuff you around for the game. That could be a sweep as well. I think it it, and it's it's probably good for – Golden State to get a bit of confidence and fill the boots against the Nuggets. They know Joker is going to get – he's going to do what he does. But yep. they know their offensive power is going to overwhelm that whole side. So they've got no one to go with him. So get Curry off the bench, hitting bulk threes. Clay's playing well. Jordan Poole's playing very well. I don't really know. doesn't really matter about the rest of them because those three are playing really well. So if they can have a good month, a good six weeks – there's a good chance that they probably get their fourth ring in about well, six or seven years. Suns versus Warriors in the Western Conference Final would be so tasty. Yeah. I still feel like Joke, uh, Nuggets are still going to steal a game. Like Joker's going to go off one game. Oh, they might oh, steal yeah. one or two. Like, I, I, don't, I, reckon he's it's not, I don't think it'll be a sweep. I think when they go 
back to the Nuggets, I reckon it'll be a 1-1 a one, a one, one split. 40-point triple-double. Yeah, I could see something massive. If I had to spend the last $10 of my bank account, which is probably all I've got, <laughs> I'd probably put it as Warriors in five. Yeah, uh, I think so too. Yeah. So I think that's pretty pretty uh, consensus opinion there. Mavericks and Jazz, I have not watched a second of this. Uh, it's one all. I've seen a little bit. Jalen uh, Brunson. Jalen Brunson was massive. He had 41, was it? Yep. Holy shit. Yeah, right yeah he had one. 41. Um, Dinwiddie was good off the ball. Didn't really have much of a... I rate Dinwiddie. Din- I rate that trade. As much as people yep. think Pazingas is, is a really good player, which he is, Yeah, I think Spencer Dinwiddie suits them so much more. It was crap. Maxi, Maxi, oh, yeah. Maxi Kleber had eight from 11 threes from memory. Holy so he was really good too. They had a big win without Luca. Um, I'm not sure how long he's going to be out for. I remember seeing a video of him limping out of, I presume it was the doctors or whatever it was, where he'd come from, where they got the source of what it is. I'm like, they're like, oh, he's going to miss game one. I'm like, the way he's limping, game one, like the difference between games is like two to three, yeah. maybe four days at yeah. best. Yep. There's no way he's going to be right, I don't reckon, until at least game five. The way Who do you looked. think comes out of that? Do you think Jazz still win it? No. Nah, I'm going to say Luca. Uh, Luca. Well, <laughs> I said the Mavs to start with. No, nah, yeah. I think Jazz win it. No, nah, yeah. I think Mavs. I think yeah. the Jazz win it in seven. I don't think either of them really shake it up towards the pointy end anyway. So. Nah. Rudy Gobert is soft. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. He's had 17 rebounds, whatever he did for the game. But- get some points, mate. Yeah, he, he had eight points. He, he should be punishing a, him. He hasn't got a like a point, like a pass first point guard. Like, no, he doesn't. Like he hasn't got a point guard that's willing to get ten, going out and get ten assists and twelve points. What did they? Didn't they have a stat just before about um, Donovan Mitchell does not pass the ball exactly. to like, go bare? He's, yeah. he's lucky to get four assists but, a game, but, and then you got like who else? Mike Conley. He's not a huge assist player either. Cap. So like, how? Hey, he's a cap, Mike Conley. Oh, he said cap. <laughs> I was going to say that's, it's facts, but he did. He hasn't got. No, I'm saying Mike Conley's a cap. He sucks. Sorry, yeah, sorry. Okay, misunderstanding. (laughs) Sorry about that. Yeah, he doesn't. Jersey retired in Memphis. He doesn't get. He doesn't get it passed to him as much as he would if you had a a, like a pass first point guard, like a I don't know, a Jar Morant or. But if you look at both the centers for Utah, you got Rudy, and then you got Hassan Whiteside. Mm. Neither of them are an offensive threat. They're not going to stand a chance when you've got Aiton. Um, McGee and all of that when the push comes to shove, who I believe they'd be versing in the next round if they did. So the Jazz, they bottled it again for me. Yeah, so they they lost the second game, so started well, but dropped the second game. So we'll move along. Pelicans and Suns, and Pelicans stole one today. Absolutely. Um, Go the Pels. Brandon Ingram is Devin Booker's dad. No, not really. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, yeah, they played a really good game. Um Suns, obviously. Oh, you'd love to say it. Oh, I actually would. I actually just don't like the Suns. I don't know what it is. I just don't like them. I like them. Yeah, good on them. Good on you for liking them. I couldn't care less, but I don't like them. I'm all about the underdog, but I like the Suns because they come from nothing. Yeah. Um, But I think, yeah, uh, the Suns will be – they'll be shaking a little bit now. If if Booker's out, if he's out for the rest of this series – Pelicans could take a huge scalp here. What did he do if, again? If Pelicans, I think he's done a hamstring. If Pelicans beat the Suns in this series, this is that is nearly as big as LeBron taking down the Warriors. And we'll probably be talking about this next week, saying how the Suns are going 4-1. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. 100%, 100%. But I think, yeah, going from that, that's pretty much the wrap-up that we've got for the um, 
you know, the first couple of games. So tomorrow we've got the Nets and the Celtics. Um, Huge game. Massive game. So Nets need to win that, I reckon. If they're gonna if they're gonna win this, they need to steal one of the first home games. Um seventy sixes in the uh, uh, sorry, go on. I was just gonna say a little Patreon bet I'm gonna give out tomorrow. I was actually gonna say that as well. Are you gonna have a bet on the Patreon? Yes, I will. Uh, I've been quite recently. Sorry to the Patreon boys. Obviously, nearly died due to COVID nineteen, oh. but I've obviously I've come through on the better side of it, and I've got a little tip for you tomorrow. You have a book called Kyrie Irving. No, forty points tomorrow. Forty nuggets. Four, <laughs> yep, you'll have forty tomorrow. What do you reckon he's paying? Oh, I haven't had a look at it yet. I'd say he's probably paying uh, what eight fifty. You reckon? Jeez, you reckon? I reckon he'd be paying like four bucks or something. Where's it played? It's at the Celtics. Oh, true. Yeah. Yeah. Bottom team's a home team. Yeah. Yeah, well, we'll have a, have to look, keep an eye out for that one. I'd yeah. be interested to see what the odds are. Um, then we move to the 76ers and the Raptors at the Raptors. Oh, God. Um, you could take one. Yeah, we have to. Um, if I was a betting man, I'd probably still back the Sixers. But, um, yeah, I can see it being pretty close. If I was a betting man. Yeah, if I was. <laughs> if. <laughs> I love um, it. I love it. Yeah. Nah. Sixes? Yeah, sixes. Yep. Sixes yep. probably for me in a probably a closer game, maybe yep. seven or eight points. And then Bulls and Bucks at eleven thirty our time. Um oh, yeah, I just see the Bucks running all over them. I don't know why. I just do. I just don't I think Chicago are like a bit of a in a way, a bit of a poor man's golden state. They're gonna rely on a lot of offensive power. Um, but I just don't think they are good enough at the three ball to really worry a side. Like I think that. um I think Vooch overs will be good value because he's yep. playing on um Brooke Lopez. He's not Who? Re- yeah. Brooke Lopez is not renownedly good at defense. Robert what is Giannis, Giannis, is Giannis out? Is he? Is that what you're saying? No. no. Brooke Lopez will play at center. Still, you'd think Giannis is going to be. He's going to. Oh, have you to, look, you look how many? How, how much did Vooch have last game? Like twenty six. I thought he had. Yeah, but Giannis had five eight. fouls real early. Oh, and true, he still scored on him on Lopez, didn't he? Yeah, that's fair. Oh, anyway, um, I, th- I think. Yeah, I think Vucevic overs on points and rebounds is possibly a good bet. Vooch had twenty four and seven. All right, twenty four and seven. We've, we've looked pretty narrow minded around in the last couple of days, but give us your West and your Eastern Conference. Yeah, Corey, table. give us your West and your East tips, mate. Um, right. Did you do this last week, did you? No, I just like hearing Corey's take on the conferences because he has absolutely <laughs> no idea which teams now, are in which conference. Oh, well, give, give, us your, give us your finals if you can even think of it. I'm going to go Suns. Good start. That's a West. And Nets. Oh, not bad. Jeez. Not bad. He's actually got it right. Well, I don't know if that's what it'll be. Um, I <laughs> think it will be Golden State versus. Come on, Lamb. Yeah. Come on, mate. I know him, mate, so don't worry about that. Um, <laughs> I know him, but I don't. It's hard to pick the East. I think maybe Golden State and the Bucks. All for right. me. For me, it's going to be Golden State versus the Heat. Oof. Jimmy Butler had 40 today, nearly had a 40 point triple double. Had 45. Did he? Jeez. Yeah. Yep. Now, nah, for me, they're too stacked. They are too stacked. And I reckon it might be a Bucks versus Heat Eastern Conference, which would be nearly a final Just worthy. quickly on the Heat, I'm going to come out with a big call. Bam Adebayo is 
overrated. Yeah, I agree. He had a sh- shocker today, but I've thought it for a long time that people have put him up against Siakam. Thin wrists. Tell you He's right got now, thin wrists. He is a soy boy, <laughs> to tell you the least. <laughs> I would take Siakam, no bias, but I would take Siakam every day yes, over Adebayo. I, I agree. Adebayo just stands under the ring, tries to get the low-hanging fruit rebounds, barely an offensive bone in his body. So I don't know what is all the hype about him. I'd be more like happy to say that Harrow is their second player, like their second best. I'd take Christian Wood over him. Oh, 100%. <laughs> I'd take Christian Wood over Adebayo. Yeah, 100%. Isaiah Stewart. Wood can shoot. Like can Adebayo shoot. is a close shot player. He's just athletic. Yeah. That's all he is. But he does have a nice fadeaway. It's all right. Oh, but he doesn't utilize it much. I saw him today hit a few. Anyway, yeah. all right, we're going to go to a break now. After this, we'll touch on a few other sports around the world and let's get into it. It's good to be back. <music> Liverpool this morning were fabulous. 4-0 over Manchester United. Um, sorry for this to hear, Bronson, but... 9-0, they've only versed twice each year, and it's 9-0 against the, the Red Devils, and uh, Liverpool are awesome at the moment. They're top of the table, two points clear. They've got a game over City at the moment. Um, Liverpool versus Man City, though, is becoming the biggest rivalry in Premier League history. So Liverpool, they played each other about a week ago. I know Cody touched on it last week, and it was 2 all. Then Liverpool played Man City in the FA Cup and uh, got the 3-2 win, which was huge. So the quadruple's alive. So they won the Carabao Cup, which is the smallest of ones. Liverpool's in the FA Cup final against Chelsea middle of May. They've just got to beat Villarreal in the um, Champions League to make the Champions League final. And if they win the Premier League as well, that's four titles in a year, which is just absolutely unheard of. No bias, it actually isn't. It's ridiculous. So there's only a few few bonus paychecks for four titles. Yeah, absolutely. It's huge. So the Liverpool front three this morning against Manchester United. Um, Luis Diaz, who they've brought across from Porto. They've got Diaz, Mane and Salah. All three had a goal. All three had an assist this morning. It's just an absolute shithousery against Manchester United this morning. Um, which they didn't have Cristiano Ronaldo, which he's been massive. Just recently, Cristiano Ronaldo found out they had um, birth of twins and uh, the daughter was fine, was born okay, but the son actually passed away at birth, which is obviously disappointing. So Liverpool had their, you'll you'll never walk alone at the seven-minute mark in respect for Cristiano Ronaldo, who didn't play, um, which is a fitting touch, which is obviously unfortunate, but... Yeah, United are in massive shambles at the moment. You have previous players saying they're the worst United team that they've seen for over 30-plus years. I know how it feels. Liverpool were there not long ago, but, yeah, Liverpool's looking really good at the moment. Um, There's only six games left for them, seven for Man City, and it's quite interesting. But uh, you boys don't obviously watch it. It's This is probably the hottest um the Premier League's been in a lot of years, probably since Leicester won the Tyler, I reckon, that it's been this interesting. I'll be honest. It's like you're speaking Chinese to me right now. Yeah, well, that's <laughs> that's fair. It's like you talking about Tuesday trainings to me for football. So, Yeah, yeah. Um, wouldn't see you there Who at does all. that? Yeah, exactly. It's foreign stuff. But no, for the Premier League people out there that do listen to it, I know, I'm sure they know what I'm talking about. 
it's quite interesting, like the fact that Manchester City have um, there's big chances that they've signed Erling Haaland from Borussia Dortmund, who's basically touted as the best striker in the league. And if, if they, they play get in him, the Farmers League, though, the Farmers League's probably more League One, which is the Paris League. I feel like the top half a dozen sides in the Bundesliga are pretty good. Yeah, but righto. It's still a. It's still a. It's like, only the two real teams. It's Bayern and Borussia Dortmund. Borussia Dortmund. Yeah. yeah, the rest you pick pick from the rest of it, yeah. but. Yeah, it's ridiculous the fact that City are going to sign him as well. And, yeah, it's you got Newcastle have been bought out by the uh, Arabian blokes as well. It is it is a very money-hungry uh, industry, but it's the top-end talent. Like, we just watched the highlights from the Liverpool Man City before. The first touches is just ridiculous. Mm. So there's a lot to speak about there coming up in the Premier League and the Champions League. Uh, AFL. We can have a look at that now. I've probably talked about that for a little bit now. But uh, Thursday, was it Thursday last week? Who did we have first game? Uh, we it feels have, like a lifetime ago. It does, doesn't it? Uh, Pies and Brisbane up at the Gabba, which actually was a good game. Um, mm. It was actually a game that I wasn't yelling and screaming at the TV, which is very weird for a Collingwood loss. Um, but It, it ga- did feel like that we were down by a lot more than we it should. Did. Like, we, I felt like we should have been flogged. Yeah, I, footy well I thought we I actually thought we played all right, to be uh, fair. You I, held your own, and when the, when it got out to three or four goals, you pipped it back every time. Yeah, I think, um, yeah, it's a, what do they call it, a valiant loss or something like Honorable. that. Honourable. Yeah, gallon in defeat, whatever it's called. Um, yeah, so I think um, if we look at that game and who played well, Jack Crisp had 36 and eight tackles. Patreon so bet, $8.50 most he, touches. He played very well. Um, didn't use it that well, 61% efficiency. Lockie Neal had an absolute stellar game. He barely had a touch in the first quarter. In the last three, I reckon he got 10 touches in each of the last three quarters. Josh Dacos was really good, I thought. Uh, Josh was good, yes. So 22 and a snag, nine tackles. That's, that's, that is good. Uh, Nick Dacos played all right again. Pendlebury played all right. All right. 27 touches. The man that I do want to talk about from Collingwood who was very worrying to me is Taylor Adams. Back. He yeah. gets in and under and he does the hard yards, but 22 touches at 46% is not good enough AFL. Under 60% is not good enough. Yeah. So if you're going at 46 and you're getting 22 of those touches and you're turning it over maybe – what, 12 times? The concerning part is, is where he's getting these touches to because he's really such an impactful player that when he turns it over a lot of the time, it's not just a normal turnover. Oh, it, As far as turnovers are concerned, I'm saying that they're at the wrong time of the game. It's It affected you a bit. A lot of them turned into goals for Brisbane. Two, two or three of them were kicking inside 50 to a target yeah. that was on a lead and yeah. out. And like nine times out of ten, every other player would have hit that. I think a lot of his... It stands out a lot when he plays well because he does a lot of good things right. But when he plays bad, his handballs go to space and Brisbane or the opposition are usually the first ones to arrive. He's not actually looking to hit a target. He's just looking to make space. Um, so, I don't know. There's a few a few worrying signs in the midfield at Collingwood, I would think, and actually probably all around the ground. But we have a few come back this week for the game against uh, the Dons on Anzac Day, which will be a good Woo-hoo! game. Pendles um, has been good. Pendles has been Pendles has been good considering good. he's thinking about possibly retiring yeah. next, after this year. Yeah. Coming off the halfback line, he's been elite. Um, but I do think 
you know, to go up to Brisbane and lose by seven points is a good effort. I yep. think we would have definitely taken that before the game. I think we all tipped a big blowout. So it was good not to see that. Uh, moving along, uh, Western Bulldogs smoked a, you know, a pretty poor North Melbourne side. Well, they're up, they're up by 45 points a quarter time and you go, this is an absolute repeat. And then you see North come back a little bit, had a little bit of a gallant fight and then obviously fell down again. Just, yeah. Can they continue with that game next year? No. North. North Bulldogs the, the, for the Easter Friday game? Yeah. Oh, uh, no. I don't know. Probably Take not. Take it off them. Good Friday yep. is, you know, it should be for the, you know, if you everywhere's shut, it's like Christmas that day kind of thing. Like everywhere's shut. It's like a Thanksgiving all, game all thing, for the NFL. All thing, the only thing that you've really got to watch on that day is either Good Friday appeal or the footy. Yep. So if you're going to have a... You're going to have two games, and the two games they played were terrible games. Yeah, drubbings in both, so. and they got pumped by Essendon the year before that as well. Yeah, and then I think so. I think last year and this year. So last year it was 128 points. Yeah. Western Bulldogs. That's when Bruce by. kicked 10. Yeah. So, and if Bruce is kicking 10, then there's some problems. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but look quickly, just looking at that game, the top eight possession getters, uh, eight of the top nine were. Western Bulldogs players. So their hands were all over the ball all game. Jai Simkin played all right, um, 27 touches, used it all right, didn't hit the scoreboard. I had him for any time goal scorer, so thanks for that, Jai. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, it drops away a lot after that. So Bailey Smith had 43, so he had a he had a good game. I had him for um, highest disposal getter, group you, one. You didn't. I did, right. but my other we'll league didn't on. get up. <laughs> uh, Swannies uh, versus West Coast. I know that we were talking in the group chat when we watched it, but Swannies uh, were very impressive early on. Oh, yeah. That Justin McInerney was awesome. Luke Parker, I don't know how he didn't get the best on medal. He was super. Who did get the best on medal? Uh, Callum Mills. Oh, yeah. Callum Mills did get it. I don't uh, know why. 28 touches at you know, four. T- he had the most touches on the ground, but he didn't look like he did. Parker had 26 and two scoops, goals. Scoops must have been giving out the medal that day. I even I thought, did um, you see? Did you see Scoops had the highest score in Supercoach for the week? One thousand yeah, dollars. That's ridiculous. If you're listening, mate. Um, one bloke who I'd like to just touch on as well is Peter Laddams. Yep. He played very well, and he's not your traditional tap ruckman. He's a bit like a Brody Grundy in a way that he actually affects the game around the ground. Maybe Brody Grundy of say three years ago, actually. Gets a ball with a bit of pace in his, you know, he's actually a pretty quick runner. Can take a big mark down the line. I actually really like that trade. And who they, you know, Paddy McCartan in there as well. I think Swans have bolstered very well. And I think they'll be a very good side come the come the pointy end of the season. West Coast, they had the good win against the Pies the week before. And again, they show their true colours after they play us. Everybody seems to get up and play well against the yep. Pies. And then as soon as they come up against you know, a team like Sydney or something over there, God, they I hope get it, I hope that's I hope that's the case this week. <laughs> uh, next game you had the Saints versus the Suns. I thought it's it's a very much exactly what you'd think would come from that game. Um, Suns had a little bit of a lead towards near halftime. Saints come back towards in it. Jack Higgins kicked five. Um, which was quite impressive. Jay Gresham has actually become a bit of an all Australian smoky. Mm, I know yeah. He was early. probably really good about three years ago, I reckon. He had a really good season, and then his last couple have been pretty average. But 25 and two snags, that's um, that's pretty good going. From He's kicking midfield. a lot of goals from the midfield. Yeah. Your man, which you, have, you still haven't got the country membership yet for the Gold no, Coast Suns, 
But your man Took Miller, I thought I'll take a bit of an eye on him. He was I know he didn't have massive touches. I mean he might have had mid twenties, maybe. Thirty two. Oh, yep, fair enough. Most on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> but still but he his was, big games are forty odd. Yeah, yeah. But he the way he runs and breaks open the lines through the midfield, you're right. He is awesome, Corey. Yeah, he's fucking good to watch. He is good to yeah, watch. So that's my French. Bit of a run of the mill. Um, Zero tackles from Took. Yeah, that's not something you see from yeah. him. He is usually yeah. minimum five, yeah. minimum four or five. So. Yeah, he is. That's weird. Um, Crow, but- Crow's had a great win over Richmond. Yeah, and I picked that. I was the only one on the panel last week who picked the Crows to win that. I can't remember what I had for dinner last night. So yeah, well, of course. <laughs> um, yeah, Ben Keys played really well. Tex played really well. Five um, Himmelberg as well, and Joshua Shelley again had a couple of snags and influenced the play whenever he was sort of near it. He is. See, there's a, he is the all Australian yeah. small forward at the moment. That's what I, I saw. Someone saying a smoky, well, probably not even a smoky at the moment for all Australian small forward. Is he? What'd you make of Cochin's kick? I was about to say that as well. You, what, what did, not on. Only, that's, that should be. He should be suspended. Text come out and said, opinion. "Well, text getting in trouble for what 100%. he said." Oh, text come out and said, "If that was me, it would have been four weeks plus." And he's fucking right. Probably wouldn't have been four. He would have got a week, I reckon. Yeah, I reckon he, he would have got a week. Someone. No, but like I understand the motion that he was falling over, but you can definitely see he actually tries to kick him in the thigh. What if Toby Green did that? Yeah, he'd get, he'd get a week. Absolutely. There, there's that's that's a week's exp- a suspension. That was um, not careless or anything. That was a malice, a malice and intent. So I don't know. I don't really know where I see Richmond, to be honest. I, it's hard to gauge them. You know, they have a really good list. Don't get me wrong. Someone, uh, someone for Rich. Off. Sorry, You're someone right. for Richmond who has been. He had a good game the week before, but overall, Tom Lynch has been very, very disappointing for me. Agreed. I don't think he's done much at all. Jeez, Gold Coast had a, would have had a really good side right about now. Oh, they had yeah. kept, how many players have they lost? Stephen to May, oh, Prestia. Even Jack Martin had a good game Jagger, on the Amira. weekend. Yeah. Like, Amira. Oh, God, he's a cap. But, yeah. I know, but I know, but it's just it's crazy to think where they could actually be had they kept all these players. Obviously, it was never going to happen, yeah. but... Christ, they would have had a good side. Yep. Um, but yeah, I think um, I think Adelaide again. They're not a gutless side. They will put up a fight every single week in week in week out. They're going to put up a fight, which you can actually say um, you can't say this about the next team, next two teams. Well, Melbourne, you can. They'll turn up every week. But GWS, mm. another team I cannot gauge at all. I just they laid I can down. Gauge them. They died on the weekend. I can gauge them. Yeah, they're crap. Yeah, fair enough. They they're well down the crapper meter for we me. We saw some massive beltings this week. There is no one. There is no one in the league close to Melbourne at the moment. No, no. agreed. Facts. I reckon they're going to win the flag. I actually just if they if nobody gets injured, yada yada yada, nobody's beaten Melbourne. Were they your tip no. earlier in the year? Yeah, hundred percent. Yep, same. Um, Petrarca, thirty touches, two snags. They large. weren't even that un- unbelievably good. They just it was just that much of a stuck to the process. Type of thing that GWS just looked nowhere near it. And again, you know, we see, you know, similar things to a lot of teams have been getting belted this year. They've got high possession winners. Ward had 34. Tom Green, who actually, he could have set the world alight. He had 34 and three behinds. And Josh Kelly, 33. And then 
Clary and Petrarca had 31 and 30, respectively. So does that say that they're falling down in the forward line-wise, like kicking goals? Like oh, I think so. If they're getting a lot of touches in the midfield, they're obviously going to be getting it forward. Ho- Himmelberg's rubbish. Hogan isn't it either, I don't reckon. He's, no. His best footy's already past him. And that's just that's purely just my opinion. I don't see that. And I think they're ruck as well. They've got a lot of problems getting the ball. Bruce, Bruce is back this week from so, his suspension. I just, I really don't know where, I, and I don't think GWS really know where they're at at this point either. I think they're just sort they're of they are in a very similar, just, just in no man's land. Yeah, um, but look, I guess you know you got. It's hard to play Melbourne at this point. They're such a strong side. It's very hard to match up against them. So, I guess we'll move on to Easter Sunday. A few chockies for a few of these teams on the Easter Sunday. There was um, just sorry. Yeah, go on. There was just one bloke that I wanted to touch on, and I talked about with uh, my mate Tom Hanning, he goes for GWS, and he completely agreed. Now, he had two of them, Nick Haynes and Harry Perryman. They've they've dropped off the face of the earth. Two years ago, they were. Yeah, they were. Unreal. Unreal. So, yeah, they've dropped off. But, um, nah. Nick Haynes was Australian last year, wasn't he? No, a couple years ago. Yeah, a couple years ago. But, no, I agree. Uh, Moving (laughs) on, Carlton Port, that was a cracking game. Yeah, I thought it was all over at bloody half-time. Walsh, again, was enormous. 26 handballs. The big boys up front, Mackay and Kurnow, were huge. They kicked, yep. I think, nine between them. Are they the best forward duo? Are they the best oh, forward duo yeah. at the moment? Yeah, 100%. Yep. 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 100%. It's good to see Kurnow back. Robbie Gray played well and he's come back. Robbie Gray was really snags. He was three, clutch as as well. 3 1 and he missed a shot on goal. Yep. Um, Zach Butters was good too. Um, Houston come into it. We had a bet on him in our yeah, little group. He stormed home. He had seven touches at uh, half time, and me and Liam had him with a bet bet with mates. Uh, gamble responsibly, by the way. But we thought, oh, Houston's done it. He's not even going to get twenty. I think he ended up with twenty five yeah. or something along those lines. Actually, you tell you who had a real good game was Ryan Burton. Yeah, he's yes, twenty nine touches with twenty three kicks and a couple snags in his hundred. 100- Game, I think seventy six. You, you look at his touches. They're just looking at his heat map now. He's seventy two percent of his touches were in the defensive half, and he still kicked two goals. Yep. So good, Oi, serviceable player. Oh, hundred percent. I'd love him as a player. Hundred percent. He'd um, be that kind of bloke if you said, I said it in the group chat. But if you drop this bloke back to the VFL, he'd walk up, start in the midfield in just any side, have fifty, and he would just get forty fives yeah. nonstop. Um, but yeah, I. I still think, you know, Carlton evolved a little bit there, but look, they did the work early and they thumped them early. They got so. the W. But for me, that's a good – the second half is a really good time for Port. I know they're zero and five, but that just shows there's a little bit of ticker there and you have a couple of blokes like Wines come back. I don't think I don't think they're anywhere near where they should be, but Maybe that second half is that little kick in the ass that they I need. I think it's an even better sign for the Blues. Like, I don't know, like the last two or three years, a game like that, they would have just fallen over and yeah, given up and, and lost that game. Yeah. So Good point. Good point. I think that's a really – like they've held on and got the got the win against what's supposed to be a really good bloody Port Adelaide side. So I think they'll take a lot out of that. Yeah. Moving along. We right, go. right. Straight into the Easter Monday game. No, that's no, all no. we need to talk about. We do love touching on the Dons each week, that's we for sure. love it. And uh, they've just got over the line against Matt Tabernar in this game. So they've done <laughs> – Pretty well. <laughs> Matt uh, Eight goals, 11 to seven goals from Tabs. Geez, that's a good game. Seven goals is good. Seven straight. Seven straight. That's a good haul. He's kicking um, him off left and right and doing whatever he wants. Sean Darcy had a really good game as well. Great game. Banfield played really well. Will uh, Brody's found his fucking form. Oh, God. Yeah, he's playing. Yeah. Brayshaw. Brayshaw, uh, $81 for the Brownlow. Sport Brayshaw and his super coach. Um, yeah. Lots of. 
lots of good games going through there. Um, Heppel was good, which is surprising because he's crap. So he's so slow. He is slow, but he just needs to play a quarterback role big time. He needs not to go past the fifty. I mean, past the center. He reminds me of Scott Penelbury a little bit. Yeah, yeah, but just not as good. He just doesn't have the poise as someone like a Pendlebury no, or doesn't. another great left footer does. He doesn't have that game awareness no. like Pendlebury does. So, no. look, huge game this weekend for the Pies and the Dons um, oh, yeah. on Monday. So it could go either way. It's always a great game, as we know, um, yep. which, you know, is, is similar to this, is similar to the next game, Hawks and Geelong, um, that I Easter Monday. Be- I couldn't believe it. No, neither could I, especially in the first quarter when they were up, you know, Five goals to one or whatever. I couldn't believe it. So, um, Dylan Moore. Wow. Gun. is good. Anytime goal scorer every week, just get on it. All the stage at this stage. Put it in your multis every week. Yeah. Um, leave out Jager O'Meara for 20 touches because he is a cap. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, yeah, uh, I guess the forwards from Geelong actually played pretty well. Three snags to Hawkins, Cameron, and Stengel. Did he dive? Who's that? Hawkins. Hawkins. Yes, he did. Oh, I actually don't know if I saw that bit. It might have been. No, he, he flopped. It was like a Marcus Smart flop. Oh, God. Yeah. That, that John Newcomb for Hawthorne was bull. Star. Was yeah, really yeah, good. Very good player. So, um, again, Hawthorne's another one of those sides. Just don't know where they sit. They're taking it up to Geelong and they're beating some good sides, but they're not, they they're not some, a pushover. No. I think having Sicily not. back has helped them. He, he was awesome. 15 marks. He's, had, he's helped them. And he kicked a snag. That's Nick Rewalt-like. No, he didn't kick no, a snag. Didn't, didn't kick a snag. Didn't he? Kicked One a point. Bond. And um, poked at it. 88% by disposal efficiency. So yep. going really well. So that wrapped up last week. Um, quick look at the ladder, I guess. We may as well have a quick look at the ladder. Melbourne, obviously, on top with a massive percentage, 155. And then you've got Frio. Hey. Who haven't played anyone yet, so we'll wait and Still see. Still top four, though, to be yeah, fair. Yeah, let's just wait and like see. It's I, the end of the season right now. I, would, I can't wait to see them play another really good side because they will get flogged, I reckon. Five's not far away. Brisbane. Um, so you've got one, two, three, five teams on um, four, wins. four wins each, so that's good going. So you've got Brisbane, Saints, Sydney, and Carlton, which I think we could probably all say that they'll probably be around that mark towards the end of the year. Maybe Saints might drop off a little. Depends who rocks up. I think Sydney are pretty safe. I reckon yeah. I, I re- yeah. pretty trustworthy in Sydney. Carlton, I'd probably like to see another two wins on the trot coming up in these next couple of weeks if they are to push. Geelong, they'll be there. Hawks, don't know. It's a question mark. Very question. Collingwood, question mark. Western Bulldogs, yeah, they're not too far out of it and they started crap, so... They need to go well. Richmond, Question another mark. team, very hard to gauge. Gold Coast. They'll, they'll be there. No, I don't think they'll be they'll there. They'll be in the top eight. Adelaide. <laughs> I don't know if they'll be there, but they're gonna they're gonna knock off a lot of competitive sides. Adelaide will finish between ninth and eleventh, I reckon. Yeah. Which uh, is probably what they that's better than what they thought. Yeah. Uh the GWS Giants. So, yeah. I don't think they'll be there. Essendon, don't think they'll be there. And then you can just yeah, the rest won't be there. The rest no. you're gonna raffle off. Yeah. So just quickly for you, Liam, who are guaranteed to not play finals? Guaranteed to not play finals. I'm going to say Gold Coast, GWS, Essendon, West Coast, North and Port. Yep. Fair. All fair at this stage. Essendon, no, no, they need to string a massive lot of games together and get a lot of confidence behind them if they are to. But I don't see GWS. I don't see Gold Coast. 
I probably don't see Richmond as much as Joel Costa is going to hate that, and he will probably message me when they're oh? when they're you know <laughs> ten and four or whatever, ten and five or something like that, and so. Oh, yeah, good call. The only way any of those teams could make it is if they won seven out of nine games. Correct. So, yeah, I don't see – and I just don't see not so much the belief but maybe just the um, experience level in a lot of those sides being able to lift them to seven of nine. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I'm pretty happy with the way the top eight's looking. I Obviously, feel like the top seven, like yeah. you take Hawthorne out, Hawthorne out, that top seven, oh, I think Melbourne's going to be on top. And then, like, from two to seven, you could sort of raffle it off yep. almost. Like, I agree. And chuck Bulldogs in there. Yeah. And that's, like, almost your top eight. Yep. Like, you can almost say, I can almost say that right now with, like, real confidence that'll be the top eight or yep. top seven. Diesel in the flag. So, yeah. Anyway, um, so we'll look at next round starting on Friday night. It sucks. Uh, it's not on Thursday. Yeah, I know. Where's MO? What, what uh, uh, Manic and Oval. 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 Oh, so it's Canberra. Is no, it? it's Monica Oval's Northern Territory, isn't it? Is it? No, I don't know. Probably. Anyway, it's so a you, got, you got the Gants, the GWS Gants against the Saunts. Um, I think St. Kilda. No, it, uh, yeah, it might be. It might be Cairns. Yeah, possibly. No, that's Kazali, isn't is it? it Metricon? Nah, Metricon's MS. Uh, it's Monica Oval. Uh, yeah. Wherever that is. Um, yeah, oh, it's Canberra. Yeah, yeah. I, I was right. Um, St. Kilda, $1.70 to win that. It's good value. That is good value. I think Saints will win this easily, actually. Yeah. Um, 25 plus? I would uh, say 1 to 39. That's actually a good market. Have you seen that market on yeah, Sportsbet? 25 yeah. plus is a great market. Yeah, I agree. So you never. It's hard to pick like the 1 to 39, 40 plus. You're yeah. shitting bricks when it's 30. Big You're win, little win. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, what it, Saints all around? Saints for me, yeah. Yeah, I'd, I'd take Saints yep. by 25 plus, I think. Yeah, same. So get on that on your bet with mates. Um, then we're going to Mars Stadium. Uh, Ballarat. Bella, Ballarat. Um, oh, really? So we've got the Western Bulldogs who actually play that ground very well in Ballarat um, versus Adelaide. Ooh. So that's actually going to be a good game, I think. Um, doggies by three goals. Yeah, for me. yeah, I'll probably say Doggies by 10 points. I'm going to say Doggies by five goals. Yep. Uh, and then we've got a poo game. <laughs> Port versus West Coast at the Portress. Never tear us apart. I think Port win. I think Port get 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 their first win. Port Port by forty five points for Ooh, me. Jeez, they they they're gonna have that game that yeah go all right. We we had a bit of a taste for it last week. West West Coast they brought a couple back maybe a bit too early last week. Obviously, I think Port get it done really easy. I'm saying Eagles, an upset. Or is it? An, it's not an upset, is it? No. Well, well Port are paying dollar thirty five. In their own five. Yeah. So I'm going to say Port by 16 points. Both teams have to respond. Neither Correct. probably do. Who yep. cares? <laughs> Another uh, good game, uh, which it must be Saturday night. Um, second place Fremantle Dockers taking on the sixth place Carlton Blues. Ooh. So that's a rip. They always game. have close games too. Carlton at two dollars twenty seven to win that as well. You had so, you uh, had the Jack Nunes goal from the boundary yes, against them, and right. then you had Sam Walsh kick that snap that's last right. year as well. I am going to pick. I will go Carlton. I'm going to go Carlton by six points. I'm going to take Fremantle. It's over there, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. How much? I'm, I'm taking Freo by three goals. I reckon Carlton are going to flog them. Yeah, right. I reckon it's going to be hard to match up on Kerno and Mackay for anyone, um, but I'm going to say Carlton by six goals plus, which if is Fre- not a flogging. If Frio it's... win that, they are a huge. Yes, if Frio win that, I'll start to believe a little bit. Yeah, 
Sunday, the marination uh, station. The marination station. What do we got? This is a BA. It's always a North Melbourne oh. game. Smash Davo in the morning, straight to the. I bet you it's at Marvel. It's at Blundstone Arena oh, in Chazzy. Gee, um, so North Melbourne and St Kilda. They'll be playing games. Is there a game at Deakin this week? They've played everywhere else. <laughs> um, so North and who? Sorry, Geelong. Nah, Geelong yeah. are at a dollar seventeen. I think Geelong will flog them. That's a great game for the marination station because yeah. they don't have to they don't have to pay attention. Yeah, that's right. Just, <laughs> just put a multi on and just let it ride. Yeah, yeah. Um, that you'd have to do that for this game. You'd have to have a multi on to have any interest in this. Yeah, sort of thing. <laughs> even just, as a supporter, I think Geelong are just going to absolutely belt them off the park. Yeah. Um, thoughts, everyone. Uh, yeah, everyone, it's a shit game. Geelong all round. Yeah. Yep. Big big margin. Yeah. Five five to eight goals. Yep. Anywhere yep. near there. And we've got the Queensland Clash. The Q Clash. The Q Clash. Biggest rivalry in AFL. Suns, the 12th place Suns versus the third place Brisbane Lions at Metricon. Let me hear it, Corey. Go talk. <laughs> nah, I think Brisbane get the chockies here as much as I hate to say it. Um, yeah, I well, like Brisbane. Do you like Brisbane? I don't mind Brisbane. What do you, what do I don't, you I'm, don't mind them? I'm neutral. I neutral. don't care. Yeah. don't hate them. Don't love them. Yeah, uh, yeah Brisbane for me, but I don't know, five goals. Gold Coast by three points. Oh. It's that win that they... No, I want to tip them. It's that win. <laughs> no, I want to tip them. No, it's that win I think that they just need. I don't know if they do. It's just a bit of a roughie, but Talk I'd Miller love did, to say it. Talk Miller did come out and say something like, um, oh, he's sick of the Q clash. Like, it's always Brisbane, Brisbane, Brisbane. We need to, we need to win this. Yeah. So he's gonna, he's got a job on his mind. Yeah. Talk. He's got a job on his mind, but they're going to lose by seven goals. So it doesn't <laughs> I just love it. And I think McCluggage... 25 plus and Joey Danaher, three goals plus. So put them in your multis, please. And then Sunday, Sunday night, actually, at the MCG, which we don't do not do not see a lot of Sunday night games at the G. No. 7.30. Uh, huge game. I think Melbourne will destroy Richmond. Um, 11th placed Richmond taking on the first placed Melbourne Demons. Mm. Um, I'm going to say Melbourne... 40 plus a pasting, yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna say 40 plus too. I think it'd be like 100 to 58 or something like that. Melbourne were 5 and 0 last year, and then they beat Richmond, same game, same thing occurs. I reckon you're right, it'll happen again. Yep. Um, Monday, wow, a couple of Anzac Day games. So we'll go through the first one and so, then we'll have a bit of an Anzac Day special after the ad break. So. I actually think both the games are going to be really good. Um, Hawks versus Sydney at must be Tassie again. Yeah, Launceston University of Tasmania. Oh, geez, um, they'll be out in their forces on the yeah, weekend. Tassie, couple, couple of duo heads out there. A few long sleeves. <laughs> Alistair Clarkson's not coaching anymore, no, so you can wear them. That's right. Um, eighth place Hawthorne, fifth place Sydney. <sighs> oh, I'm going to take Sydney. I don't think Hawthorne have got the players who have played enough in Tasmania at the moment now. I think that um, you know Sydney obviously haven't played down there a lot, but Sydney by thirteen points. Yeah, I'm going to say Sydney by maybe twenty two points. Yeah, I'll say Sydney by twenty points. And then we get into the real game, which we will absolute game of the round. We'll leave, game it, of the leave round. it on a cliffhanger. So if you're not an Essendon or a Collingwood supporter, you might want to skip to the MVP and the fraud awards. We're going to do a little bit of an Anzac Day special after the ad break. So stick with us because uh, Essendon and Collingwood supporters here. So we'll be back after this. Bit of 
Biggest home and away game for the year. The boys are giving me the all clear. Let's get into it. It's huge. It's actually runway is clear. This might be the biggest Anzac Day game since Zaharak has kicked that winner. Oh, fuck. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But it is a massive, massive game. Essendon go one and five if they lose. If Collingwood can win it, you go, oh, they might be a finals chance here. Massive. So give give everyone a bit of an insight, boys. Who's going to be in and out this week? Who's going to be the player to watch? Just give us a bit of an insight as to why you think Collingwood's going to win. Well, the teams aren't out, so it's a bit hard to at the moment, <laughs> isn't it? But uh, well, Collingwood. I know Collingwood have got we've got McCreary. Um, my check is a huge in for us. Uh, yep, Jack Ginevan, Ginevan, however the fuck you say it. Ginny Weasley. And there was one other that was available. Um, uh, what's his name? Medics. Darcy. Darcy. Cameron. Darcy Cameron Darcy. is available. Um, so I would think that they all come back in, to be honest. Um, Coxzilla keep his spot? No. 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 I, yeah, you're really confident in that? I'm, for the first time in my life, since he's been playing, I'm going to say that the experiment is over. Yep. He's pretty. He's like 31. He's, he's, he's old. Yeah. The glasses obviously haven't done anything. So anyway, that's not the, the point of the, um, the talk we're having. Um, yeah, I think McCreary comes in. He's going to be huge for us down forward. He's forward pressure. Um, his goal-kicking ability, um, crumbing ability down the forward 50 is elite um, for such a young player. Um, he's definitely going to be one, for, one to watch. I'm very certain he'll come straight back in. Ginevan should come straight back in. Obviously, Majacek will come straight back in. Um, so and that'll, that'll give us a really good target down forward. Good, who goes strong. out? I think, just quickly, I think Majacek... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, for Jesus, Jack just Jack has just shit himself off, off oh, microphone. No. I'm nervous for Anzac Day. <laughs> <laughs> He's um, just shit himself. Oh, I hope he's heard. I hope he's heard that. <laughs> I, um, I'll keep that in if it is. I think my check <laughs> is a sneaky chance to play down back. Actually, this week. Oh, this is going to shambles. Let's just just give it a moment so these boys can pull themselves together. They're about eight years old, laughing at a fart. <laughs> all right, all right. Anyway. But do you do you think that you're going to win it? Yes. <laughs> yeah, I, I think we will. Just compose yourself, boys. Come oh, on. Sorry. No matter how old you are, farts are funny in my books. Kill yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. I'm oh, sorry. <laughs> He's right. Yeah, <laughs> not really. All right. Keep right. 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 going. Keep going. <laughs> now you're going. Oh, no. I'm laughing at you, how Childish it is. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. All right. Right, group, go. You're right. Yep. Yep. I right think right. so. <laughs> so I think with my check coming back in, he's a chance to play down back. Because um, my think, check down back. Yes. What? He played a lot of full back in the VFL. A lot before he experimented up forward. <laughs> oh, this is a joke, boys. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Act your age, for Christ's sake. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. It's one of those things you just can't pull out. No, I, it's pretty easy not to. Come on, mate. Right. right. Fuck me. <laughs> I can't even look at him the same anymore. A touch cloth? Do you, <laughs> do you genuinely think that you win this week? I genuinely do think we win, not just coming from, you know, obviously supporter base, but I just think Essendon's 
you know, they've got a few key players out. I know they think Stringer's going to play this week, but at what capacity is he going to play to? He's actually what? playing. No, he won't. Don't, yeah, no. whatever. It doesn't really matter. I just think it, it'll be won and lost out of the midfield if Essendon are going to win. I think Parrish is going to have to have another monster Anzac Day game. Um, Peter Wright's going to have to kick a lot of snags. Uh, Martin Perkins is definitely going to have to get involved. A lot of those players who need to take the next step will have to get involved. But back to Collingwood, I think... Ginovan will actually be my tip for first snag. Um, I think he's just a live wire up forward. So I'd be backing him. But the way that it's shaped up, Essendon have pipped us in the last three times we've played them. Mm. And then we had two before that. But I think this will be a turning point, you know, just logical thinking. They've won the last three. Collingwood's due for one. Yeah, black and red on the roulette table. <laughs> yeah, Black's come right. up that yeah, it's come up that yeah. I'm going to have to go the other one. Um but, yeah, I think the medal will go to – that's actually a tough one, but I think the medal will go to Degotti. Um, I think he has a big game. He loves a big stage, that bloke. He was awesome last week. Yeah, so I think um, – but if, you know, if an Essendon player were to win it, I would definitely be picking Parrish. He showed last year, just ignited his career, I think, this game last year. So um, that would be my tip. Uh, Collingwood by 22. Not a huge. I think it'll be a really good game as well. I don't think it'll blow out to a forty-point margin for any side, no. um, and I think it'll just be a hot, hot contest. So, um, yeah, I think Pies twenty-two medal will go to Dugowie, and Ginevan will be the first goal scorer. So that's they're my tips. Yeah, very good. I'm uh, I'm going to go with McCreary coming back in to kick the first goal. Uh, like I said before, I think he's. His presence in the forward 50 there, his crumbing ability and his goal-kicking ability, he goes a bit unnoticed with his goal-kicking ability. I think he kicks kicks like two or three, well, a lot of two-goal bags. Yeah. Um, so I'd like to see him kick the first goal. Uh, I'd love to say that Scott Embleberry is going to win the medal, but I'm not going to. I'm going to say Dugowie as well. I think Dugowie's in really, really hot form. What he kicked last week, four goals and yeah. had 22 touches, 23 yeah. touches. I think he's in the top five for the – coaches um votes i think so i think he wins the medal i think i'm gonna i'm gonna say he kicks three and has 25 um i feel like Howe's gonna have a really good game i think he's gonna step up i'm i'm actually i'm gonna tip a how hanger i hope there's a market for that one for the ages (laughs) yeah one for the ages he's probably nearly getting too old to take hangers he didn't know maybe not no doubt no sorry you still going you're up. Continue. Anyway, sorry about that. First a fart and then a yawn. Um, uh, winning margin. Who do I think? Uh, Collingwood by. I'm going to say 18 points. Yeah, a very hot contest. Well, right, Jack, give us your shit tip. Sorry, up. All right. Um, Essendon. They had a couple of blokes last week. They had Kane Baldwin in the twos. He kicked five. Um, who? who? Yeah, I was waiting <laughs> for it. Um, Where are the owls? Who? Harrison, Harrison Jones kicked one three that apparently took a couple of grabs, but probably don't see him coming back in. With uh, Andrew Phillips going out with a hamstring injury, I believe. Oh, no. A tall Aaron Francis. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Never playing the same side together, nor should they both, to be fair. Um, but Nick Bryan, actually, uh, he's only played one game for us, but he will come in, I think. Uh, Tex Wanganin's a chance to come back in. Tipper's still a fair few weeks off, they reckon. He looked quite slow. So there's be a couple of changes for Essendon, but nothing major, I don't feel. Like I said, Stringer, um, Snelling, 
Tipper, Jones, uh, Merritt, they're all a couple of weeks off, so none of them are probably going to come back in. So I think we're in a bit of strife. I'm not going to lie. Give us your tips. Goal scorer, medal, uh, margin. Is Jamie Elliott playing? No. No. He's, he's out for a while. Oh, yeah, like yeah that's weeks. right. Is he shoulder or something? Yeah. 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 12 so he, weeks. That would have been mine, but I'm obviously way off on that. I'll go with Dugowie, first goal scorer. Um, That'll really I, set the tone for the medal. Yeah. I think I think Collingwood would win by probably nine points. Um, that's just me being honest. And I'd for the medal, I'd probably go with Jack Crisp. Um, that's a good he's been He's been... Really, really good, and I I feel like umpires look at um, disposals and whatnot. If you look at the Brownlow and how that's operated, so I don't know who does the votes for Anzac Day medal, but I'm going to say Collingwood could win it. It could go either way, but it's not one of those games you go, oh, Essendon could win by this or Collingwood could win by this because Essendon don't have the firepower to kick kick away and win by 40-plus. If Essendon was going to win, it would be an absolute scrap fight and they'd win by 6 to 12 points. I think, yeah, Collingwood do have the chance to kick away this, but I feel like for Anzac Day and what it means, so sorry, it's always going to be quite close. So it's going to be a hot contest. Yeah, it doesn't matter where they are on the ladder. No, I agree, but I I do feel like Collingwood will get the chockies. But anyway, we'll find that out in due time. Um, We're going to go to some Instagram questions after this. Uh, MVP fraud award and the quiz at the end. Uh, It's my time. I'm on seventy five percent accuracy. It's time for me to really go into that next echelon and challenge Liam. So uh, good luck. Let's get into it. Uh, thanks, everyone, for tuning in who stuck through it. Let's keep going. Episode 12's MVP and Fraud Awards. I'll kick things off. One vote this week goes to Melbourne. Um, I think it's a little bit unheralded. The that, city or? Yeah, Melbourne City. They're actually, great soccer team. Um, Is this fraud or MVP <laughs> awards? MVP. Well, you didn't say that. We always start with MVP. Oh, sorry. Anyway, um, yeah, Melbourne, they're 5-0. and A little bit unheralded considering only undefeated team left. Absolutely tore apart GWS, so well done. Two votes for me go to Kareem Benzema from Real Madrid. 25 goals in the La Liga, absolutely smashing it up, killing the Champions League as well, and he's become that player that they really needed. And three votes go to Liverpool. Um, they've had a massive fortnight, and they've really delivered when they need to. All right, so my one vote goes to Jimmy Butler for his 45 points against the Hawks today. Um, yep. Two votes goes to Bailey Smith for his 43 touches versus the Ruse. I know it was only against the Ruse, but... That's a that's that's a lot of touches for a for a young bloke, and three votes goes to Jalen Brunson for his forty one points, eight rebounds, five assists, and two steals versus and the W versus the Jazz the other day was it? yeah yesterday sorry yesterday yeah not bad uh, yes I'll follow on from Jack I'll give one vote to the Melbourne Demons Football Club um, just doing what they do best um, yep so we can move along two votes to Golden State I think a lot of teams probably actually thought that they wouldn't be much chop against the Nuggets, but they're showing them up pretty easily. And three votes to the Celtics. They finished the regular season like a house on fire and you know stole the first game back from the Nets. So good on the Celtics. Yeah, good votes, boys. Um, I did check the MVP votes. DeRozan, Morant, and I can't remember the other one. I have to have a look uh, right up there. 
at this stage. Obviously, there's been a heap of NBA, so that's why. We'll get into the fraud of fraud award votes now. Everyone's favourite. One vote go to Manchester United. Absolute laughing stock. Fraud.com forward slash what was that? Because they were horrific. Um, yeah. I know that they're still fourth, fifth, sixth. Who cares? Raffle them off. doesn't really matter anyway. Uh, they need a new manager, new footballers, new boot starter as well. So lift your game there, boys. Two votes go to GWS. Um, their performance was dog shit. Um, yes, Melbourne were really good, but it was, wasn't their best form. And if Tom Green wasn't out there, I reckon they honestly could have got done by 100 points. Three votes this week for me. Um, absolutely. I wrote this down on Monday, actually, and I was that confident in it. It is the AFL umpires slash rules committee. And it's not necessarily on the umpires themselves, but it's the fact of doesn't matter what game it is, a lot of the comments on Facebook, and I know it's comments on Facebook and that, but a lot of the chat is around umpires and decisions that were made and a lot of the AFL media is around the MRO and was this decision deserving, was it not? What other league does that? The yeah. NBA, you don't get calls like that. I know AFL is a bit more of a grey area because there's a lot more rules, but so much of our game is just determined by, oh, I think this is holding the ball. No, I don't think it's holding the ball. Something needs to get sorted because at the end of the day, it's sort of it's ruining the aspect of the game that people are sucking about it for the rest of the game. Like Hawthorne Geelong was a great hands game. Up, hands up, up for the 50. Yeah. yeah. Like, people are talking about that than the quality of what the game was. Yeah. And for me, it's yeah, it's a bit of a stain on the game. See, I think I think a lot of going off that. I think a lot of people are blaming the umpires actually umpiring the game, where it's they're just being told what to do. Yeah, they've got it's a million. Not, it's not they're just doing what they're told. So at the end of the day, they're not doing anything wrong. It's just it's the people higher up than them making the rules. There's got to be and like for example, Brad Scott is running the AFL in that sort of an aspect, and he said oh, every call was correct for that game. Yeah, well, you're wrong. Yeah, we'll fix your rules or do something about it because it's it's going to get to a point where there's going to be a grand final and it's going to cost someone or something along those lines. But for me, it's three votes. I'm sick of hearing about it. I want to hear about the games. Yep, very good. I saw someone comment that um, everyone should boycott going to the AFL <laughs> on a Facebook. <laughs> just boycott going to the AFL and no one, rock, no one rock up and then they'll maybe change the rules back to what they used to be. <laughs> uh, so my one my one vote, one fraud vote, sorry, goes to Mason Cox. The experiment yeah. is over. He was fucking horrendous on the weekend. He had, well, I think he had four touches. I mean, you don't expect him to have huge numbers, but he just could, can't take a mark for a bloke that's 210 centimetres tall. He's probably a foot tall and 95% of the people on the field and you still can't clunk him. Yeah, it's, yeah, not, not for, not for me. Like, he's bringing it to ground, but, like, you've got to take some marks. Like, it's yeah, not done. Two votes, Essendon. Fair. Getting flogged by Freo at Marvel. Not on. Three votes to Geelong, actually, for getting done. I mean, Hawthorne uh, have surprised a lot of people this year, but I would still think Geelong are head and shoulders above them as a team. I would have thought they'd easily get, get it done, but they didn't. Uh, warranted votes. Not bad, boys. So my one vote actually goes to myself this week, and I think it's probably the first time I've ever given myself a fraud Yay. award. Bit of a historical one, so a bit of a recap. Our second episode, I did a bit of an IPL spiel, gave my tips on who I think would do very well. I went with the Mumbai Indians. We've played six games. Have a guess how many we've won. Donuts. Zero. Oh. Uh, zero and six. So 
Is that is that how long has that got left? Sorry, to interrupt uh, I think it's I think they're probably about halfway. I think they usually maybe just under halfway. I think they usually play like thirteen or fourteen games for yeah, the right. finals. So that's interesting. Stinky, stinky, stinky. And then two votes to Geelong as well. Um, just you know, not so much their frauds, but they should have won. They should have beaten Hawthorne for mine. Um, stacked all over the ground. Maybe the old boys' legs couldn't hold up anymore. So uh, two votes to them. And my three votes goes to the AFL umpires too. I have a little bit of a different view to you two. I can't stand the umpires at all. I think they make it about themselves a lot. Yeah. I think they try and draw a lot of their. Oh, I just and they come out and they put you know comments into SEN or Triple M or whatever, and they get them on and they say whatever they might say, but it's it's just like you know some players and whatever you know they get dropped on their form. How often do you, you see the same umpires every week? Yeah. And they, you know, they never cop anything. It's always, oh, you know, what they did was right, but I actually can't stand it anymore. Some of the decisions in all of the games that I watched could have, you know, should have even just been play on. Um, there's just, you know, the ducking rules. Everyone's ducking now. They don't, they don't know what to call. So look, it's hard. But I actually just can't stand the umpires. I, th- just- I think for the people listening, we're not bagging at the game or anything like that where we love our sports that's why we do this bloody podcast but for us the reason that we're talking about this is the fact of it's it's in all the media a lot of the chat around the afl is around all of this we just want to actually enjoy the game and i think that's why we're also frustrated about it we're not we're frustrated with the unprofessionalism of what afl is becoming it ruins the aesthetic of the game as well i reckon a lot of it has to come a lot of it um you know just so many scoring opportunities and so many 50s getting paid for not much these days as well. Like the 50-meter penalty back in the day used to be like a really big thing. You know, you didn't see too many 50-meter penalties get given away. Now you see like five or six a game. Like, I don't know. It's just not good viewing for me. You know what they say, a good umpire is one you don't really notice. 100%. And I think Razor Ray is the biggest culprit for that. Like he's, he's sort of become a cult figure as an umpire. And just because of like the remarks, he, like you can hear him on the on the mic sometimes, like what he says to the players and stuff. I think like, why do you have to say that shit? Like you're an ump- you're out there to do your job. You don't need to be like half of a smart ass to the players and yeah. stuff. Perfect so. example of that. There's a bloke called, and the perfect example of it is, I know his first name Sean. I can't remember his last name. He's he's oh, um, yeah. he's umpired over yep. 350 yep. games. Um, um, he's done grand finals and that. Couldn't even tell his last name. Oh, I know him. And I'm like, oh, I can't believe this bloke's umpired that many games. Couldn't have told you why. And exactly that's a, right. That's a great thing. Yeah. So, yep. whoever you are, Sean, love to get you on the pod, mate, but you've done a great job. <laughs> that would actually be a great podcast having an, an umpire on. Yeah, absolutely. So, I'd have uh, some stories. <laughs> warranted, warranted. Uh, before we get into the uh, absolute everyone's favorite quiz, we've got a few Instagram questions. And um, one of them was from a loyal listener called Ben saying, is there a chance that Essendon turns it around this year or should they pack it in for the season? Um, I'm probably not equipped to answer that because I'll end up throwing the mic. I nah, to be honest, I'd I, I think Essendon season's done. I don't I don't I don't see them making finals or anything like that. I think they're in big strife from there. Uh, do you boys agree? Yeah, yeah, I agree. They're, what are they, one and four? Yeah, one yeah, and it's four. It's already a long way back, isn't it? Like um yeah. I don't, I don't see them winning too many. Oh, they'll get the win, odd win here and there. Hopefully not this Monday coming. But um, yeah, I think they're done. These injuries have really hurt them. Once, once they get their, their their players back, like what is it, Snelling and Merritt? Um, is it Snelling and Merritt? And yeah. Who else? And Stringer. 
Um, I think they'll string a couple of wins, but I can't see them playing finals after this start. No. No, they're gas. Pack it in. And yeah. uh, and uh, a question here from James underscore 87. He's wrote in, who is your favorite NBA player currently and who was your favorite NBA player that you used to watch? My favorite NBA player right, or currently has been for the last, I don't know, couple of years. I love DeMarcus Sabonis. Uh, I just love watching him play. His post work is elite. Um, he can shoot the three-pointer relatively well. Um, he rebounds really well. He's one. The one thing he can work on is his defense. Um, I love watching him. But my my former favorite player, I used to. Well, I still do love him, but not as much as Sabonis. I used to love Kelly Oubre Jr. The big really? swagger, the tsunami puppy. I used to love him. The swagger, all the boys. Like I used to collect a lot of. I used to collect NBA cards with like Joel Costa and Cody Vince and Jack Linehan. They'll probably all be listening to this, and they always. Got into me for fucking collecting Kelly Oubre, smelly Kelly, they used to call him, fun, <laughs> funny as, funny guys. <laughs> Facts, too. Um, but, yeah, I used to love him. Um, he still puts up big points every now and then. But, yeah, I had, I had a lot of his signed cards. and um, At the Warriors? No, at, um, uh, I used to love him at the um, uh, the Suns. And yeah. Where was he before that? At um, uh, uh, Wizards, sorry. Yeah, so he's at the Wizards before the Suns. Yeah. Uh, yeah, current favorite player, oh, it'd probably be Spicy P, Pascal Siakam. I do love Spicy P. Um, but I'd have to toss up between two favorite past players, both Raptors. So I've got three Raptors in there. Uh, Vince Carter for one and T-Mac as well. So that'd be my, that'd be my favorites. Nice. Uh, mine would be currently mine would be John J. Murray. I feel like he's carried the Spurs this year, and it goes unnoticed that he led the league in steals and he had one of the best stat lines. Westbrook two point I feel like he's more of an efficient shooter than Westbrook. No, and I feel like he's more better oh, on def- now he is. I feel like he's more def- better on de- defense than Westbrook is. Yeah, with the steals and whatnot, yeah. and the way that he operates around yep. the perimeter. Yeah, that's fair. Um, just quickly on the shooting for Russell Westbrook, he's never been a great shooter. I oh, know, but never, like ever, ever, he's, he's been, been good shooter. under the rim. That's what I mean. He's, like, been, he's, he's good, been a good he can, finisher. He can, he's so. been good at charging towards in the. Yeah, paint. that's what I mean. He's been a good. He's never really been a great shooter. No, um, you're right. And Sorry. previous, back in the day, I used to love Alan Iverson. He was my guy back in the day. Um, he made he made people wear baggy clothes back in the day. He brought the sleeve into the NBA. He's just. He was sort of like your Jar Morant, your Derek Rose before they were sort of around. Loved him. Yeah. Um, all right, we're going to go into the quiz after this, but there is one thing that I've seen. I've seen today. You saw? I seen saw. Or you saw? I saw today. Sorry, Mrs. Thorne. Um, <laughs> I just want you to answer this and see how many you can get before you get into the quiz, just to sort of um, get a bit of the neurons firing. A rapid fire. Yeah. So this will be good. Do it between years. Yeah. Dwight Howard has played for seven NBA teams. Can you name them all? Jesus. Orlando. Orlando. Orlando's one. Lakers. Yes. Houston. Houston. Yep. Um, Washington. Yep. So you uh, play at Charlotte? Yep. Uh, one more team. That's five. That was only five, wasn't it? That was five. You said seven. Orlando, Los Angeles, Houston, Charlotte, Wizards. So you got two teams left. Yep. That's what I thought. Um, who else did he play at? He played. Do you play at Hawks? Yes, played at the Hawks. Cool. Yep. 
He didn't play at Pistons, did he? Nope. No. Mm, I think that's a pretty good effort. Six. I'll give you. It was very recent. This team he played at. <sighs> wasn't the Mavs. No. It wasn't the Spurs. Eastern Conference. Uh, that doesn't help me. Wasn't the Heat. Wasn't the Bucks. <laughs> wasn't the Celtics. Did he actually get game time? Yep. Wasn't the Knicks. Wasn't the Raptors. 76ers? Yes, yeah, he played at the Sixers. So too. well done there, boys. Uh, uh, Liam, you're hosting the quiz this week. Yeah, boy. Here we go. Booker T, five-time champ. All right, I can't wait to absolutely fart on Corey again here. <laughs> we'll see how we go. So, Bruce Buffer, bring it in, please, mate. It's time! Righto, into the quiz for the 12th week. I'll have to take the quiz tonight. I've been taking the mickey too much lately, so give me a spell. First question, name's your buzzer. Last question is worth three points. Righto, I think we might have actually had this question before, so good luck if you remember it. What is Muhammad Ali's real name? Oh, oh, good. We haven't had this question. Nah. Okay, good. I actually don't know. I've got no I've idea. I've got no idea. Oh, me. really? Okay. Oh, no. No idea. Cass- oh, 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 no. Is it Cassius Clay? Correct. Oh, it is too. <laughs> it is. Great question. Right. Oh, question two. What is the center color of an archery target? Jack Yellow. Correct. That. Right. Oh, question three. One all. Who had the highest assists per game in the NBA this year? Corey. Corey. Chris Paul. Correct. I had that. I reckon I've got him before him, but that's right. Question four. Two, one. Corey's up. Who had the most triple doubles in the NBA this year? Jack. I've gone early. John J. Murray? Incorrect. Oh, no. I know who it is. Most triple that was Corey. Nikola Jokic. Correct. Uh, 3-1. <laughs> lids sit, off. Sit down. Sit down, please. Lids are on. Question five. Last time I said lids Question. off, it didn't pan out real well for me. I was on the pause are up by about 1,000 yeah. points. Question five. Who was the leading disposal getter in the AFL after five rounds? Corey. Is it Andrew Brayshaw? Incorrect. Ben Keyes? Incorrect. Leading disposal getter. Oh, I actually think both of those Corey. players that you said were up second and third or close to. Jack yeah. McRae? No, incorrect. Oh. Um, that's a hard one, isn't it? Corey. Lockie Neal? Incorrect. Oh, fuck. I thought this might be a tough one. This is a tough one. Um... I don't think you'll be surprised, though. Darcy Parrish? Correct! Oh. Yes. 164 touches, 32.8 or something three like that. 3-2. Three 3-2. Two. Two. Who won the AFLW this year? Jack. Corey. Jack. Adelaide. Oh, correct. Come on, 3 all. all. Here we come. In cricket, who has the highest first-class score? Corey. Brian Lara. Correct. 501 not out. 500 runs in an innings. Oh, Christ. That's cool. You would have had Chase. <laughs> Score check. 4-3. 4-3, correct. Who was named Ruckman in the 2014 All-Australian team? 
24. Jack, I'm going to go Darren Jolly. Incorrect. Corey. Aaron Sandling. Correct. 5-3. Come on. Woo-hoo! He's been good. He's been good tonight. Yeah, time. Don't in 12 weeks. Closest to the pin for question nine. How many goals did Brendan Favola kick in his 204-game career? Corey. 830. Jack, 730. Jack is correct. 623. Yes. That's three goals a game. Come on. Corey, you're going for about four and a half goals a game. Five, four going into the Four, five. Anyone is a chance here. Question 10. Clay Thompson has the most three-pointers in any game with how many? 14. Correct. Four from five. I am the goat. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in this week. Enjoy the Bombers win, and uh, we'll be back after this. That is why they call me number one quiz king. Shut up, Macca's hairline. Hashtag host. Hashtag fart on that. Get off, mate. Get off.